This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, this is a show where I, Eric Donaldson, a wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, the lovely Ryan Murphy, who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and Ryan attempts to predict the winner. Then we rank that match on our ever-growing list of all of our different matches. So if you are a wrestling fan, enjoy reliving some of these classic and not-so-classic moments through the eyes of a new viewer. And if you aren't a wrestling fan, enjoy hearing about some of the crazy characters and stories that make up the wild world of pro wrestling. And with all that said, with me today, as always, is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d of Matt drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the kitty cloner, Ryan <laughs> Deathmatch Murphy. How's it going, Ryan? Okay, that's nice. That's a nice touch. <laughs> Swapping out the, the, the last yeah, yeah. nickname will always be different. We'll always have a unique nickname a good one. for you moving forward. I asked Greta that question. I think I sent you that text. You did. Um, but I think it's worth uh, breaching the subject on the on the program. Yeah. So Greta instantly, without hesitation, was like, "Yes." She didn't like, even. She didn't once ask me for a clarifying <laughs> question, like at all, the whole day. Because I didn't even. Tell, I went to work after that. Nothing. Uh-huh. Like, she just yes, the whole. That was it. <laughs> did she you didn't fo- ask me why? She didn't ask. She just did like, you ever follow up and, and ask her about cloning you? I didn't. Well, well yeah, that was a mistake, but. I'm I'm sure there'd be more clarifying questions. (laughs) (laughs) And I know last episode I did, uh, I was sort of like, I threw it out as like, I'm assuming this is a real thing. I did look into it after the fact and like, there's a lot of articles about it. So she's, she's cloned her dog twice and it's a, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So good on you, Barbara Streisand way to clone that dog. It's the end of season one. We did it. This is episode 25. That's fucking nuts. 25. What do you mean we're only at 25? Does it feel longer than that? I thought, we were getting, I thought it was like 29. Though, like next episode. Was You're saying that because you want it to be the deathmatch thing so badly? Or I just th- thought it was 29. Like, that's sort of what I thought. Mm, that is incorrect. <laughs> it is this right now that we're sitting at live is uh, episode 25, which uh, this is the end of season one. Ryan. Can you give me, and it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, can you give me a very brief summary of your memories of our match that we watched last episode? Yeah. Okay. It was rated high. I think it was number nine. You're, you're correct. Yes. It was rated yes. nine. Do you, do you remember anything about what happened in that match? There was a poster-esque moment. <laughs> um. <laughs> your memory... Never ceases to amaze me. The things that you glob onto in these matches, because I had completely purged the idea of Roddy Piper fighting his way out of the corner out of my mind. But it's stuck with you like a hearty stew to your ribs. That's impressive. So do you remember the end of that match? Uh yeah, it was a it was a had the weird ending where like they yes called it right yeah. weird ending referee disqualified everybody with the exception of Ric Flair the debuting Ric Flair the new to the World Wrestling Federation Ric Flair and so as we mentioned last episode this is the first time we've ever done this this is a four episode arc so last episode was the start of this we are now in episode two of this four episode arc so we're finishing out season one and we are starting season two of hard mark uh with this gigantic never before listened to uh sort of of narrative i don't know where i'm going with this anymore but that's what we're doing so you remember what happened last episode so that's good so we don't need to kind of recoup any of that but if you haven't listened to it yet I would highly encourage that you go back, uh, acclimate yourself to it, uh, or listen to this episode and then go back to it. Either way, it works just fine. It is a companion piece sort of thing. But before we get into the pro wrestling here today, Ryan, uh, just to break the ice, we did have some some very nice pizza earlier. Do you want to say anything about the pizza that we had? I know I've given you shit about your uh, thin crust tortilla pizza before. Uh, this was sort of a middle ground between like proper pizza and and your monstrosity of a pizza. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you can call it that. First of all, <laughs> uh, this was this was 
it was I don't know it was de- it was decent pizza. I are you trying? So I mean, I was gonna let you kind of wow the the audience. It was Red Robin pizza. Oh, is that what you? Want? Well, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was worth it. it you know, most uh, probably I, a lot of people don't know that Red Robin has pizza, but yeah. they do now. Yeah, we had it. it. Wasn't bad. It was actually it was for Red Robin pizza. Like I, I expected a little bit worse, but the. <laughs> just, I thought I thought the actual pizza matched up with the picture like almost perfectly. Like I didn't expect it to look the same way as the picture did. Oh yeah. Almost, like, because that's what really intrigued me and made right. me want to get that almost like spot on. Like, Red Robin fucking did a really good job there. <laughs> it's not like the Big Mac where, you know, you, you yeah, see it in the exactly. commercial and it's, you know, like steaming like, and I mean, pristine. Pizza, you know, they, like, they throw pepperoni, like DiGiorno throws pepperoni, like, you know, mm-hmm. in the box all over. And there's like, you know, like six pieces of pepperoni on the. It did seem, so the pictures of the Red Robin pizza, if you look this up, like, it's just covered in pepperoni. This had a fair amount of pepperoni, but not quite as much as in the picture. That's the one thing I would but I would say. But close enough. Yeah, no, a close enough approximation where I didn't. I I said, um, you know, when before we started recording, I was like, you know what, I do not regret that purchase. That was fine. And in the way the even in the picture, the pepperonis were a little like crisp and burnt on the mm-hmm. on the sides. Mm-hmm. Like that was the same. That was what you got in the box. Yes, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of like. <laughs> I'm a big fan of burnt foods, mm-hmm. so I like my I, bacon nice and crispy. Same, same. Uh, I like my Cheez-Its uh, with, with the blackened charred edges. I like my shrimp a little overcooked. I'm not a big shrimpman. Okay, well. What, what's, uh, what, t- describe to me a, a overcooked shrimp. What is I just that? like a little, like, <laughs> it's a little blackened, and okay. some may call it a little rubbery. I, I, <laughs> I will throw that on the on the grill and let it sit on skewers and just like let it blacken. Like, uh, wow, yeah, that's okay, good stuff. So I'll have to try that. I, I, I'm generally speaking, anything that's like rubbery, like calamari. It's it's, it's not Greta says it's rubbery. Okay, I don't say it's rubbery. Greta <laughs> would describe it to you as that, but right. it's just blackened shrimp. The honorary third member of yeah. the Hardmark Podcast, Greta, <laughs> yeah. referenced. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like maybe two or three episodes <laughs> that you could count where Greta has not been like a an inactive participant, <laughs> but like actively discussed on the program yeah um so that actually so that just kind of came to mind i thought it was you know worth mentioning that hey red robin has pizza it's not bad not bad um to to break the ice i i know you you seem very on edge so i figured i would you know break the ice a little bit we'd have this conversation uh the people have been clamoring for a piece of knowledge i think it's time that we gave them this piece of knowledge ryan everybody's been tweeting me everybody's been sliding into my dms they're like hey what's the four on one what's the scoop so i'm just gonna come out right now and i'm gonna ask you ryan mm-hmm. does your penis have a name oh, jesus christ <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes, my penis. I've named my penis. I've had. I've gone through two names for my penis. Is that common? I think so. Yeah. Is that like a. I mean, I, I, maybe not. Like I. I we'll no, put it no. to the hardmark listeners. Yeah, yeah. Put a poll out there. I mean, I know it's been done. Sure. Uh, but like a lot of women will like name their breasts. That's. I don't know if that's true. Like that is true. I don't know if that's true. I, I mean, I, I, that not. I've known women that have named their breasts before. You know, not when I was a more unsavory lad in my youth, but you know, maybe less so now. But I've known women that have done that. And I've known men that have named their their penises. And, Can you and again, ever name a girl's name? Uh, your penis? Yeah. So let me tell you my penis's name. Yeah. So uh, when I was in like high school, I thought it would be funny. So my penis's name was Theo, and this this is a reference that's a little bit more dated for for you, nineteen ninety. As a young guy, as a young, vibrant thirty year old. <laughs> But uh, so I named my collective junk. So my testicles were named Cliff and Claire, uh, the the, Cl- hu- the Huxtables mm. uh, from Bill Cosby. He doesn't get a lot of name dropping these days. I'm not exactly sure why. But uh, so I named my, my testicles Cliff and Claire and then my penis was named Theo. And so I went with that for a long time. And then eventually uh, I came up with the name of The Widowmaker. So the, the the my balls no longer have names, but okay. now my penis is the widowmaker, which I like. With that. I've stuck with that since. The, I mean, I doesn't. I don't like you know use it often. There's not a whole <laughs> lot of opportunities for me to be like I'm going to unsheathe the widowmaker or anything like that. But I like it because a it sounds like pretty cool, but then b when you really start to think about it, it's like oh, it like kills men and makes widows out of their wives. 
And so, like, it's funny. That's funny. If you, like, think about it. But it's, like, on the surface level, like, haha, what a stupid name. And then you think about it. And it's like, I, had to, oh. I had to go back and, like, where. Yeah, the literal just, definition. Right. That's, yeah. Is this an inside joke or is there, a, like. <laughs> No, what you see is what you get. It's all yeah, surface level yeah. here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Would you consider naming your penis? I don't think so. What's stopping you? What's what's preventing you from giving old Riny Bear down there? A, I think that time has like passed. Like, I think you, <laughs> you know, like that could have been a thing, but uh, at this point, like, um, I had names for my cars. That was kind of like the okay. Yeah. Do you still the, name your cars, or is that also no? That's maybe kind of those things yeah. are tied in together. I never thought about that because. Yeah, my current car, I have not given a name to. And I got that, like, right before I turned 30. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and all my cars before my current car, I gave names yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Huh. What an interesting phenomenon. Very the sci- Everybody easy. comes here for the science. I'm so glad that we're here having scientific debate around penis names, car names. Yeah. When you hit 30, do these things still happen? So, uh, tweet us your penis names. Uh, at Hardmark on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, Hardmark Podcast. Actually, we're at Hardmark Podcast on Twitter. Sorry. Don't don't just tweet whoever Hardmark is uh, with your <laughs> names of your penis. He might be weirded out. Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram, which is where we're most active there in Facebook, uh, Hardmark Podcast. Send us your car and penis names, please. One other question for you, Ryan. Yes. This And this is actually sort of... It may not seem like it on a surface level, but this is veering us towards our topic here today, the match that we're going to be discussing. Um, again, we this is not something we've breached before. The people have been clamoring to know. Do you have an opinion? Do you have a like a, a leaning one way or the other? Cremation versus burial. Um, <clears throat> this, is, this, is, is this something you've given any thought to? Um, I mean, like a little bit, but not like, I'm not like passionate about the issue. I got to do whatever they want with me. Like, sure. uh, (laughs) I feel like cremation. Throw you out of a helicopter into the ocean. Yeah. I I don't think this is the case, but I feel like cremation would be like the easier way to go. But Mm -hmm. it just seems like a lot of work to like put someone in a coffin and then drop them. I agree. The earth and then well, I believe that's far more expensive because you're having to purchase. You can't. So weird. You can't rent coffins, but apparently that's how it works. Thanks, big coffin. Like once you like degrade, is that what you're talking about? Like reuse it? Like, I'm, just, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, just, <laughs> no. Just, but like, and coffins are like fucking expensive because they're made out of like really nice wood, and it just seems very wasteful. Like you're putting such a burden on people um, when you when you're dead. Like you're not even it's, there to appreciate. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure it's very expensive. Like yes, the whole pro- but I I thought also cremation was pretty expensive as well. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, relatively, I bet that it is. Um, but I mean, is there a third option that's like less expensive Just than throw I your body in the river? And let it, like, <laughs> a true millennial ass answer, Just if I've like- ever heard one. I just get rid of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can even be alive when you do that. Like, fuck it, whatever. Cheaper for everybody else anyway. Yeah. A lot easier for them. Uh, I I am also the same way. I think I am also um, skewing towards cremation. Not that I've given this a ton of thought, but I am I am also in the cremate camp um, over over just for practical reasons. Just because yeah. I don't want to burden people with you know the the process and, and like makeup like do you put make do you do an open casket do you not do an open casket that's another weird thing to me like that's a thing like i so i've been been to like one major funeral uh-huh. with like my grandpa yeah same and like i don't recall us doing like an open casket it was more like a ceremony and like a celebration of life like type of thing yes like, same. Um, but i that would be really weird to me to like if you know, someone close to you passed away and you like walked by their casket and they're just like, that would be fucking shocking to me. Like, <laughs> see that. Like, yeah, I, agree. And I see it in movies all the time. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I have never, I've not frequented a ton of funeral ceremonies, luckily. Yeah. So I, I've, you know, not had to experience this a whole lot, but I'm also the same way. I've never actually in person seen an Weird. open casket funeral. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a movie thing, like more so than like a real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. I, I, like, I guess I, it does lend itself to more dramatic moments. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's few and far between. I don't know. I don't. What type of even person wants an open casket funeral? Totally. Like, I get. 
the fuck? Like, I don't know. It's just, I, yeah. <laughs> tweet us, uh, penis <laughs> names, uh, why you would ever want to do an open casket funeral at Hard Mark Podcast on all of your social media channels. Um, well, that's good. That's good to know, Ryan. I'm glad that we, we got that sorted out. The reason that I bring these things up here today. So the match that we're going to be watching, which again, part of Someone our die. four episode arc, we don't know. It's, it's, we'll have to work, run the science on it. We'll have to, you know, get our test tubes and our beakers out and, and really kind of figure out some test last shit here today. But the match that we're going to be watching, uh, features none other than Hulk Hogan and he's going to be taking on The Undertaker. This is a big match for you. Uh, why do you say that? Both. The Hulk and The Undertaker in the same match. Uh, I mean, it's two big names. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're familiar with Hulk Hogan. I mean, you that that was like the two or three names that you knew at the very beginning of before we even ever started this whole thing. Did you know about The Undertaker? Was that a name that had kind of come across your radar before we started this thing? If, if I did vaguely, I, I, okay. I that's fine. I hear it on like Squared Circle now, and I recognize a lot of this shit on like Reddit now. Why are you going on Squared Circle, Ryan? That pops up every now and then. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a very influential subreddit. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so over there, but uh, the Undertaker did recently retire. I remember you actually messaged off. me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we haven't done the science on that, so it's hard to really speak. Are you to... saying we're? Are we getting close? Uh, no. no. Uh, well, I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers, but but I'm focused on the death match thing, and then eventually we'll get to. Okay. Well, it's also shitty that it's already been fucking spoiled for you. But yeah, you were like. Kind of fucking pissed when I told you that I had seen something about this on Reddit. Like, yes, yeah. I the <laughs> you're a control subject, Ryan. I don't want to expose you to things sooner than is necessary. But uh, <laughs> but yes, e- either way. So our match today, as mentioned, Hulk Hogan versus the Undertaker. So the last time we saw Hulk Hogan, it's been actually a little while. We've had a, quite of a Hulk drought. I think they they refer to it in wrestle talk circles. So last time we saw him was in episode thirteen. As mentioned, we're now in episode 25. Do you remember the last time we saw him, who he was facing off against? It was one of your favorites. Your favorite Native American grappler. The Ultimate Warrior. That's right. You got it, right. <laughs> uh, so that match. Is he really Native American or is he very Native American? No, it's just you and Tony Tate yes. both. Was that episode 13? That was episode 13. So it's been 12 episodes since we've seen Hulk Hogan. Like, And again, Holy it's been half of our run. That we and we have not seen Hulk Hogan since that. That see those kind of things that like that blows my mind a little bit. That Moneyball Analytics, big time. Uh, so so that was episode thirteen. Uh, any guesses where that Hulk versus Ultimate Warrior match is uh, is ranked at the moment? Seventeen, close. Twenty four, twenty four <laughs> out of twenty nine. So you really <laughs> like the match a lot. What was the other Hulk Hogan match? I mean, there's been three. So Hulk versus Warriors 23, Hulk versus Andre is 20, or excuse me, Hulk versus Warriors 24, Hulk versus Andre is 23, and Hulk versus Macho is 20. So he's really got a, a nice stranglehold over those 20s. We'll yeah. see if he can break that streak here today. Uh, so, so that's, again, just last time we saw Hulk. So since that point, if you remember that match back in episode 13, mm-hmm. he lost to the Ultimate Warrior. You actually predicted Hulk is going to win, uh, and he... Let you down. He lost. He got defeated by the Ultimate Warrior, and he lost the WWF Championship. Quite, quite a bummer for a young six-year-old Eric at the time. Uh, since that point, however, he came back. He regained the WWF title for a record-tying third time. So no one, well, I think one other guy had won it for three times, but he, so he tied that. Um, and he's kind of cemented his legacy at that point. So over the next six months after he won that WWF title back, he would continue his feud with the evil Iraqi sympathizer, mm. Sergeant Slaughter. Remember him? Yeah, uh, I mean, we saw him casually outside of the podcast. That was sort of a non-ranking situation. We were just enjoying some wrestle fun. Um, but eventually, as we alluded to last episode, eventually Hulk would start getting challenged by the newly debuting, self-proclaimed real world's champion, Rick Flair, who we saw kind of come up on the scene in the WWF uh, again last episode. So while Flair was continuing to taunt and harass Hulk, while all this is going on, you have a new challenger that's emerging to challenge for the WWF championship in the form of The Undertaker. Uh, any recollections of The Undertaker? We've seen him once. Threw a guy off a 16-foot cage. That's not something we saw. 
you what I know you of. think you saw it on but I mean who knows we haven't done the science so it's hard to say who really threw who off of what <laughs> but the undertaker officially scientifically we saw in episode 10 so that was like the big match that coincidentally uh, you butt fucked that match in your ranking last week. Uh, that was originally number nine. You bumped it down to 10 to a far inferior Survivor Series match. So thank you very much for that, Riot. But anyway, that was The Undertaker's debut, uh, both in the World Wrestling Federation and on our show uh, so far. So uh, he was the mystery partner of Ted DiBiase. So now that was Survivor Series 1990. This now is around the time of Survivor Series 1991. So now this is one year later. Again, it's the same show that we watched the match from with Ric Flair last episode. Uh, The Undertaker is basically undefeated. Uh, He's mowed down all the competition leading up to his being named the number one contender for the WWF title. And so it's announced that he's going to be challenging Hulk Hogan for the WWF championship at the 1991 Survivor Series. So pretty fast ascent for The Undertaker. It's it's fairly rare, especially back in those days, that somebody would, you know, within a year's time, uh, have the opportunity to challenge in, in such a major uh, pay-per-view event uh, in front of a big audience. So kudos to The Undertaker. And so, again, this is the same, ma- same event, Survivor Series, as the last match that we watched last episode. So all these issues between Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, all these items are coming to a head during an interview segment hosted by The Undertaker's manager, a, a man by the name of Paul Bearer. Sounds like a good manager's name. It's a hell of a manager's yeah. name when you're managing The Undertaker. So this is taking place on his, his interview segment called The Funeral Parlor. So let's go ahead. Let's watch that clip of all of these items coming to a head for all of our our guys here today. Those kids are freaking the fuck out. Is this like around uh, Thanksgiving? Or not Thanksgiving, sorry. Uh, Halloween. Thanksgiving. It, so prior, but it's prior to Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. yeah. It's between... Well, I mean, the Paul Bear was always This is like a Halloween that. theme. No. Okay. Not necessarily. No, he was just always that way. Okay. Interesting interview coming up right now. Oh, they got Hulk, Hulk stickers all over that coffin. Draw me back to one of the matches that we... Uh, Oh, let's see if anyone spits on that. Yeah. The Hulkster very cautiously approaching oh, Mr. what could be his casket. Isn't beautiful? Oh, yes. Made of the finest materials on the outside as well as the inside. No, the Undertaker. Who is this guy? Paul, he's the Undertaker's manager, Paul Bear. He is, and he's doing the commentary for this, like... Intro. Well, that guy on the right, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Jesus. Just Ugh. where you're going to be laying on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Wait a minute. I promise you. From behind, here comes the alleged real world champion. Rick Flair getting a bird's eye view of Hulk Hogan. You know how long I've been waiting for this very moment, big man. There he goes. That so-called real world's title, Ric Flair, against the real WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But Hulk Hogan from the heart. Oh, my God. (laughs) Big fucking tie. Let's go. Roddy Piper and 
So Roddy Piper from last episode and Macho Man Randy Savage were both on commentary, so they're running down to make the save. Mm. It's nice of them. Checking his pulse. Grabbing the crucifix off of his... Uh. Just, just rip his necklace off? Yeah, basically, yeah, I ripped his crucifix off. And unquestionably! Ah. He looks like he's in bad shape. He's hurting for certain. Maybe I should put him in the coffin. Alright, so, you can see how the story of last episode sort of ties in so closely with this. I mean, you have Roddy Piper in that segment, you have Ric Flair in that segment. Like, So all these stories are really sort of coming together uh, and interweaving like a, a nice, they? nice. Well, well it's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but you can see how the Ric Flair and Piper feud also bleeds into this Undertaker Hulk Hogan feud as well, and then sort of Macho Man's on the periphery as as well. I mean, you can kind of see it for yourself. But th- thoughts on that on that interview segment? You seemed uh, intrigued by Paul Bearer. Yeah, that, that was that was interesting. Uh... <laughs> That was probably the most interesting. Can you do? Uh, it, will you humor our audience with doing an impression of Paul no, Bear? No, 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 I will not. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen this character before, so it's a completely cartoony, over the top, uh, like face painted, ghostly white, just creepy fat guy who talks in like the most preposterous, high pitched, oh yes, voice. It's like the like the assistant to like the the villain character. That's like. In that's some, you know like that. that's a pretty good way of of phrasing it actually i would uh weird that was a weird <laughs> that yes I, i'll get behind that yeah. uh and so you had sort of the confrontation between flair and hogan you have undertaker emerging from the coffin to like sneak attack hulk and then he and flair kind of both putting the boots to hulk at the same time uh before piper and savage sort of make the save so that's kind of building up to this match at Survivor Series 1991 between Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. So there you go. Which, just so you know, not the match we're watching here today. Fucking psych. So with that said, let's watch the very tail end of that match right now. Calling a Hulk win. <laughs> okay. Well, this doesn't scientifically count towards your win loss, but I appreciate the uh, thought. <laughs> what a miscarriage of justice! I told you so! If I was a man, I'd be like this, man! And boom! World Wrestling Federation Champion! The Undertaker! This is horrendous! Three guys in top! There you go. So that's what happens at Survivor Series 1991. Ric Flair gets involved. He sticks his big banana nose in in Hulk Hogan's business and costs Hulk the WWF title against The Undertaker. Uh, Any any thoughts on what you just saw there in that match? I bet the Hulk's going to be a little bit upset about that. Hulk's a little bit upset. He's going to hold a grudge. He's going to hold a grudge. You know, it's it's uh, forgiveness was not one of Hulk Hogan's uh, strong suits uh, over the course of his career. But he took two pile drives. Yeah, two tombstone pile drivers. The first one he got right back up from, but then the second one, Ric Flair sort of slid a steel chair in. Uh, Hulk gets pile driven on top of that steel chair, and that knocks him out for the count. Because on a wood mat isn't like enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need that a little extra. Oomph. Yeah. Needs, needs that bit of steel, that cold, solid steel. Yeah. So uh, you'll never guess what happens after that. I could not. <laughs> Due to the interference of Ric Flair. So the match results stand. So The Undertaker is the reigning, defending WWF champion. Um, and so like that, that result's still standing. However, due to the controversy between be, around Ric Flair's involvement, the rematch between Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker was scheduled for just six days later. So the match that we just saw was at 
As I've mentioned a million times now, Survivor Series 1991, which was Thanksgiving Eve. The following Tuesday, so just six days later, uh, they were going to have an event called Tuesday in Texas. And so that event was going to be headlines between a rematch uh, between The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. And to ensure that there would be no chicanery in this match, none other than WWF president Jack Tunney was going to be ringside to ensure that there would not be any mm. shenanigans. But it goes well. I mean, that, and so that's the match we're going to watch here today. So we've got the rematch. We just saw uh, kind of that initial meeting between the two men. Uh, just, and again, I'm not putting any pressure on you, but I, I want to try and make sure that, you know, the analytics are, are well informed among everybody. Your current record, as it stands right now, you have watched 29 matches. You were at 15 and 14. Pretty good. I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a, a part of me that is really hoping you come out of this at an even 15 and 15. <laughs> For the to end season one, I can think of nothing more appropriate than just a, just even record, uh, you know, just even both ways. No, we'll see. But we will see. We will see. This is true. And and also, just one other thing, uh, right now you are on a two-match losing streak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to Do make you ever sh- mention when I'm on like a... A real hot streak there, six, seven, eight. I mean, I don't. Nine. I'm pretty sure those things have never happened. Uh, there was the one, the one episode that you love talking about, the lightning round back in episode 20, where you sweated out your eyeballs. That one, you had a pretty decent showing of four and one. But and they were tough. They were tough matches. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would have. Uh, been they able were to- some gimmies. But uh, either way, is there anything that you think is important to mention? Do you have anything for Ryan's corner? Ryan's Carter. There's nothing more that I like than a fresh cut lawn. I would like yeah. at some point <laughs> yeah. to watch one of these matches with ads. What do you mean with ads? Like a 1991 all the way through with like 1991 ads. Oh, you're talking about like, like some a nice show. Budweiser, maybe Capri Sun. Oh, so like a TV show where it's like one match, but it has interspersed ads in it. I just want to see the ads of this match. Like what was showing at that time. <laughs> A During really, a WWE like that's well, a real weird request, but I mean I can maybe hey like once we get through the deathmatch episode or maybe I don't know maybe maybe there'll be other opportunities too, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, a lot of times they cut the ads out when uh, they post them on YouTube, but I I'll imagine see. that's probably what they do. But that's <laughs> not my I'm just asking you as a request. Maybe I've got some old tapes lying around go, yeah. the uh, the Donaldson House library of wrestling matches. You never know. Uh, all right, well in that case we will go ahead. Uh, let me make sure that the recording is still happening. I'm sure that it is, but I should, uh, and it is. That's good. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go ahead. We'll take a brief commercial break. Uh, we'll play some of the audio from the match that Ryan and myself are going to be watching. And when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts on this monumental encounter between The Undertaker, the current WWF champion, and the challenger, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Be right back. Hey everybody, this is Eric. Uh, I have decided that in lieu of of an anchor spot or anything like that, instead I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a a podcast that I actually had the pleasure of being a special guest on last week, uh, which is known as Everything is Interesting, which is part podcast, part game show, part interview, part choose your own adventure and features new guests and topics each week. I had an awesome time talking with Joe and friends about classic pro wrestling, uh, my thoughts on WWE as a company, which you might actually find surprising, uh, Jake and Logan Paul's boxing exploits, and a whole host of wrestling trivia and fun reminiscing around the 90s wrestling boom. So I encourage everyone to check it out. It's available everywhere that you can find your favorite podcast, everywhere you can find Hardmark. You can also find Everything is Interesting. And they've had episode topics ranging from the stock market to astrology and all points in between. So give it a listen, and I can guarantee that you could come away learning something new and interesting from each episode. One of the highlights for me was actually a story that Joe told of a shirt that his mother had bought for him, which looked exactly like the classic NWO shirt, but it was NWC instead, which, of course, stands for Nothing Without Christ, uh, the marriage of bootleg wrestling merchandise and religion. 
Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing, everybody. So do yourself a favor. Check it out. Everything is interesting. Featuring me, Eric Donaldson, on the wrestling episode. But you can't go wrong with any of their other episodes either. So two thumbs up for me. It's got the hard mark stamp of approval. So please check it out again wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Everybody, we are back. We just saw from Tuesday in Texas, Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker in the rematch from the Survivor Series. So Hulk Hogan challenging The Undertaker for the WWF title. And wouldn't you know it, the immortal Hulk Hogan is victorious. He becomes the WWF champion for the record-setting fourth time. First man ever to win that title four times in history and you'll never guess who ryan chose who he predicted was going to win that match that's right he predicted the undertaker <laughs> which means in the most poetic fashion ryan finishes out season one of hard mark <laughs> why is it so poetic out of 15 and 15 records starting out exactly the same winning percentage as how he started just you know equal amount of wins equal amount of losses uh, is as much as is all of his, for all of his hubris after episode one of knowing he had all that shit figured out. He had his big losing streak. He came back and then he just kind of pitter pattered, faltered off at the end with a, my life three match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna you know drag you through the muck or anything, but you did finish with a three match losing streak now. Okay. Yeah. So just just so we're clear. So let's let's uh, before we get into my notes. Uh, what did what did you think? Just thoughts off the top of your head. It was fine. It wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking like top ten. Then we're talking you know like upper maybe five, six, seven something. Is that like what that. you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, any anything in particular stand out to you before we go to the the match here today? Uh, I mean, I I think I know what stood out to you most, but I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I thought it, there was going to be more things that stood out in this match. Like <laughs> this was kind of a, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was a lot of just it was very touchy. It was very like in the corner. Let me. Let oh, me what do you mean, it. really? T- all professional wrestling is touchy. For the record, there's there a lot was, of like, touching no real moves that stood out. Like there was like it was. There's <laughs> a lot like, of they tight roped a little bit. Like tight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they tight roped a little bit. Um, okay, fine. All right, fair enough. So uh, <laughs> we start watching the match. Uh, we start off actually with an interview with Hulk Hogan. My note from from you from watching this interview: Hulk looks skinny. He looked a little skinnier in the interview than I think he actually might have been. That was right. Have been cameras. Yellow is a very slimming color yeah, on camera. Yellow, yeah, yeah. So not a lot, not a lot of people know that. Uh, so Hulk does an interview. Any thoughts about Hulk's interview at all? I liked. I liked the "I'm gonna bury you in Texas." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. I just uh, that I liked that. 
Yeah, that was good. That was a good line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know why he did yah, 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 right? Because uh, uh, like Texas thing. cowboy yeah. shit, and, you know, whatever they yell. Texas twang. They're, they're wrangling shit mm, at their yeah. honky tonks, which we know, as we've established in season one of Hard Mark, which, hey, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back uh, in the archives. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And you can listen to uh, one of the episodes. I don't remember which one. Uh, but Ryan, oh, it was episode 10. It was episode 10. I remember because we were watching a match with the Honky Tonk Man. And you were like, hey, Eric, you know what a Honky Tonk is? And you were like quizzing me about Honky Tonks. Oh, did I? You did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any cool Honky Tonk stories before <laughs> I move on? Not, not as much as I would have made. Just, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Perfect. Uh, okay, so we watched the Hulk interview. Uh, Undertaker entrance. Paul Bear. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to say... Paul Bear, I'm going to give you the floor. Just that's a weird creature. Like I, I don't know how. Like I, I, I mean, I did just describe him after watch that funeral parlor segment. But now that we gotten a chance to see a little bit more, of he his- was weirder in this. He was weirder <laughs> in this than he was that whole like. He's pretty weird there too. Like uh huh. Um, you said, let's see. In fact, like an animal. Like he doesn't even look like a human. An animal. Your specific. Um, what did you say exactly? Let me let me find that bit in my notes. The most ridiculous character I've seen so far was your actual quote. Yeah, that's, uh, that's you stand that. by that. Yeah. <laughs> More ridiculous than Vampiro, he spit on the grave. Yeah. More ridiculous than Kiss Demon, he was in the grave being spat on. Yeah. Survivor chick Jenna Maraska. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess there's. Eh, okay, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, Bam Bam has, Bam Bam Bigelow has flames tattooed on his head. That's, you know, kind of silly, I guess. But yeah, I'll give that to you. That's fine. Sure, we'll go like, with it that. It even expands like outside of wrestling. That was fucking weird. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, Paul Bearer drew so much of your attention that, so last episode we saw Undertaker, which again was episode 10, you were mesmerized by his giant tie. I do you, like the giant tie. <laughs> you but. went on such a weird tangent. This time, you didn't even notice the tie because Paul Bearer was so entrancing to you. I, I don't think it was just me. Like, the, <laughs> the, the cameras were focused on him coming out, like not... The camera loves him. <laughs> when, you got, when you got like a Brad Pitt face... And uh, 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 Tom Hardy body. I don't, is that a combination of things? We'll say <laughs> that it is. Uh, the camera just can't keep away from you. Yeah. It was either the tire mm-hmm. or Paul. So. And a cool Vin Diesel voice. Uh, all those things. All the things you could ever want. Uh, so then Hulk. Does he make- have a Vin Diesel voice? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Hulk, you know. Uh, so are you just adding things together now? Yeah. Like, okay, uh-huh. okay. I wasn't uh-huh. sure if I missed A Ron something. Jeremy penis. <laughs> Uh, uh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan makes his entrance. He tears off his shirt immediately. Uh, you and I did have a little bit of back and forth about camera cuts. Please don't go off into your it, weird tangent. So it had to be rebound twice. Uh-huh. And I guess you could say that. Oh my God, Ryan! God damn it! Your I, conspiracy I am not theories. Kidding. I really thought there was like some sort of like like there was something got cut during you know the reproduction of this video or something but it looked like all he was walking it and then all of a sudden he was getting like you know just down on the ground kind of getting his ass handed to him but you you now upon watching it multiple times back you understand that that's not what Yes happened. but I could see how anybody could make that same mistake Most people don't automatically assume and go into like <laughs> Uh, weird conspiracy theory mode that they're trying to deceive you in that way right I, I most people are just going to accept like, okay, there's a camera cut, there's a camera cut, there's a camera cut. This is all live feed. I Most think people- if you took 10 people and you just surveyed them randomly and you had to watch that part, you'd be like, six of them would be like, did something happen? Did we miss something? No, all 10 of them would say, okay, yeah, he ran into the ring and he got jumped. You'd be the guy tapping on the window. No, that's not what fucking happened. The moon landing was faked. Like, that's what, what would actually be happening in that scenario. You're you're inventing these scenarios with fake snakes and weird camera cuts in front of tens of thousands of people that aren't fucking happening. Like, you're, you're making all these this things up. This is perception the viewers are going to get of me uh i don't i mean i'm not saying that when you go home after these recordings <laughs> that you go and you watch 9-11 conspiracy <laughs> theories about jet fuel fuel melting steel beams but i wouldn't think that that's that far of a stretch i wish i had like a fact about that right there <laughs> <laughs> i do 
do too. I do too. Uh, okay, uh, you describe you described Hulk Hogan as an all-American boy, which I just found to be very heartwarming. So that was fun. Uh, charge Hulk charges the ring. Uh, Paul Bearer's trying to like put the boots to him. Eventually, Hulk gives him the old double noggin knocker, where he kind of takes both their heads and bonks them off of each other. Uh, another thing you said about Undertaker, more intimidating with the hat on. Yeah, for sure. You just not intimidated by red-haired men? Is that it? I thought his red beard shined through a little bit more with the hat on than with it off. Okay, oh, so it's a be- so so you liked the the fact that the hat highlighted the red beard. I didn't know he had a beard before, and then the hat. <laughs> I yeah. So and then you forgot that he had a beard once he took the hat off. It didn't look like he had a beard. It just didn't like. Well, probably because the his hair was going in front of his face. That could have been. Because yeah. he usually has kind of his head down. He's kind of has like a zombie stance to he him. He looked like a normal guy you wouldn't want to fight with the hat on. And then he gets like just too ridiculous, you know, after he takes the hat off. That was, I guess, maybe where I'm coming from. So that makes. It, I mean, the reason that you're a fixture on this program is because most of the things that you say <laughs> don't make any sense to me. That's, I mean, that's what you bring to the table here. So, no, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I love it anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, the big 10 punches in the corner, Hulk Hogan bit Undertaker. Then we saw Jack Tunney. Any, I mean, Jack Tunney didn't get a whole lot of camera time in this, but did you have any thoughts on, on Jack president? Tunney? Yeah, the president, Jack Tunney. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was going to like... Kind of hone in the ref a little bit. Oh, you thought he was going to be more active? Yeah. He just kind of not sat. Like, not like active in the match, but maybe like there was a lot of talk about the ref not doing his job in the previous match. And mm. like, you know, mm-hmm. I always think a re- you know, good ref should do his job. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's probably under a lot of pressure with the president right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, you, yeah his, pro- his job's, you know, in jeopardy. You know, it's close to Christmas. He's got <laughs> he's got all those presents yeah. that he's got to buy for his Christmas nieces and nephews. Us, yeah. I, I could see that. But uh, as a kid... And, and looking back on it now, I think Jack Tunney was a great authority figure because he like absolutely played the part of your typical boring, stuffy white guy commissioner principal. of a sports league. Yeah, yeah principal yeah. exactly. Like he fit the bill of like what you would expect. I only saw the back of his head, and <laughs> I, I can I, I get that. Yeah. In real life, not that you give a shit, but in real life, he was uh, he was not actually the president of the. WWF, he was a promoter out of Toronto. So he would promote their shows, but they also used him as an on-air authority figure to like make matches or do whatever other shit needed to be done in the late 80s or early 90s. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, A couple of atomic drops. That's where you drop a guy's balls on your knee. Um, (laughs) Hulk is still on offense. A couple body slams. We we talked about this a little bit during the match, but... um, and you said you even picked up on this. Their chemistry was not good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I like there's probably been a lot of matches mm-hmm. that I've watched now that the chemistry has been totally off. And I'm trying to like pinpoint why sure. that match is so off. It's probably like how they the, the chemistry that they have. I don't know how much they. So like, <clears throat> Hulk and Undertaker in real life legitimately. They they had a bit of a strained relationship, and it was actually in part due to the Survivor Series match that we saw the the brief clip of. Hulk claimed that Undertaker hurt his neck with that pile driver on the steel chair. Shocking! And everybody who watched that clip back says his head never came close to the actual it didn't mat. Look like it did. And so there was some friction there where Undertaker felt like Hulk was basically trying to bury him because he was the new guy because he'd only been with the company for a year. Uh, and so I think there was some animosity between the two of them. And I think that that un- – I think the lack of trust between the two folks is why that match was kind of sloppy and why Undertaker seemed a little on edge at times. And, like, there was a bit where he tripped and got, like, caught up in the – like, he literally fell down on his ass because he got – yeah, tripped up in the ropes, and I think he was just so in his head about not fucking shit up, where that leads you to fucking. This shit up. is the good kind of like understory behind the backstory. <laughs> this is good. I that's see that's interesting stuff. Like it, it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I try not to go like too inside baseball uh, on these types of things because I mean it's all like but he still, said, like, she said bullshit. But, but like wrestling is all like this whole thing of like you know like 
how much drama can we stir up between these two contestants? <laughs> and then you throw a little drama underneath yeah. that too. Like that makes it. That's, yeah, you got your mat drama, and then like you got meta your drama, like meta you know, drama. Like, that's yeah. the mater d of meta drama. Uh, so I mean, I could go through my notes, but choking. There's a lot, and I think that's what you were alluding to when you said a lot of touching. Is there was mean? like choking, and there was touching. There was a lot of like, <laughs> there's just a lot of shit like with the hands, like <laughs> a lot of shit with the like, hands. Yeah, Undertaker must be Mostly popular on, with the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of hand stuff. His fucking gloves, like he's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of chokes. You, uh, did you find those chokes to be sexual? I know you've commented on sexual chokes before on the program. Have I? You did. <laughs> you did. No, I did not. Rick Flair versus Terry Funk. Go back I in the archives. I can see there being definitely sexual chokes. Those were definitely not sexual chokes. No, those, those were aggressive were the- chokes that you interpreted to be sexual. Did you interpret these No, chokes? those were not sexual okay. or aggressive sexual. In many ways... I would say that these chokes in this match were more sexual than the previous chokes because there's a point where Undertaker is choking Hulk Hogan and then he like looks right at the camera and his eyes roll back in the in his head. Mm. Like you could I don't think this would be the case, but I could see somebody making the case like that dude's coming right now. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't go. I there. miss that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and but, we know Ryan usually is looking out for yeah, those things. Yeah. Uh, but missed missed it this time. Put that in your notes next time. Stuff like that, you know. You I mean, keep an eye out for it. I'll, I'll try. I mean, we were. You seem just flabbergasted by the whole match. There, there, there was uh, commentary. Any thoughts on commentary? No. Okay. No. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just yeah. yeah it, was, it was good. We were talking a lot. There was yeah. you. You were up in arms about how you really weren't a huge fan of the match, and then Paul Bearer was very distracting to you every time you saw him on screen. He was. He, yeah. Um. So a bunch of stuff happens. Ric Flair showed up. So just like the end of the previous match, Ric Flair shows up again. Uh, Hulk Hogan clobbers Ric Flair with a chair from behind. Ric Flair falls on top of President Jack Tunney. This was the one part of the match that you seemed to enjoy was the very tail end of the match where um, the referee's kind of distracted with all the bullshit that's going on. Uh, Undertaker tries to cheat not once but twice. Once when Ric Flair is holding up a steel chair and he gets thrown into it instead of trying to, you know, throw in Hulk. And then the second time he's trying to hold Hulk's arms behind his back so that Paul Bear can hit him in the face of the urn. And instead, Undertaker gets hit in the face of the urn. Yeah. Um, it's fitting ending. Fitting ending. Fitting ending kind of a shitty match. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Ending. And you you get a, you, through the sand in the eyes of the the sand. Is that what you uh, think is in urns? Is sand the the, the uh, dissolved body? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> the ashes, I would, I would I accept think. ashes. The dissolved uh, body. I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, so Hulk punches out Paul Bearer. Uh, takes the urn from Paul, unscrews the top of the urn, dumps the ashes out, throws them in Undertaker's, which you called, actually. You were like, oh, he's going to throw it in his face. Throws the ashes in Undertaker's face. Uh, Doesn't even do, like, a big strongman move. He just, like, rolls them up, like, for a quick cheater-ass pin. Yeah. Does it. Referee counts to three, which was a fucking quick-ass count. It was, like, a a two. It was, like, a two, and Hulk barely caught him down, like, for even the, the two seconds, but then they counted it. For all the matches that I've seen go to like four, this one to be two. Like, uh, and then Hulk wins fourth time, four time WWF champion, record setting, never been done before. It's been done many times since, but never been done before. This four time champion uh, clobbers Undertaker with the belt in the face for good measure, sends him out of the ring, and then he uh, poses down. Like any any good Hulk Hogan match gives them gives them the poses. So there you go. We end it with fifteen and fifteen. Uh, I think, unless there's anything else you want to mention around the match. Okay. No. Let me just before I forget, I will update your win loss because I know you're very concerned about that. Uh, the good news about you being at a fifteen and fifteen record is that I don't have to pull out my calculator to figure out your uh, percentage. <laughs> what if you did? That, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, math is never my strong point. Uh, and then a three loss streak. We'll update that. Perfect. All right. So now that we have your win loss uh, up to date, I think it's time we got to do some science. Uh, so get your integers out. Make sure that you um, are on the, you can use Elon Musk as a phone a friend for this if necessary, if you need some real heavy duty SpaceX science shit. Is he involved in SpaceX? 
He is. That's what I thought. The founder and CEO of Space. So. <laughs> Big Elon Musk guy over here. Um, what do you think? <laughs> so uh, up towards the top, you think maybe? Or This was not a good match. Um, so, <clears throat> okay. I understand where you're going with that. And I don't even disagree because yeah. especially as I was re-watching this match, um, I had the same thought. But having said that, last episode, you also said that it was not a good match. And you really couldn't even name hardly anything that happened in that match that was like of any merit or was like even enjoyable. I'd at all. put a poster of part of that match on my fucking wall. Like, <laughs> okay, sure. Got it. Uh, is this okay? I'll just cut to the quick. Is this going in the Hulk section? I mean, I kind of we have a clearly defined Hulk section of this I, list. Like, I would like to put it there. I just like I don't want to like. Is this the worst of the Hulk matches? So I believe I mean, yeah. the worst right now is Hulk versus Warrior. It is. It's twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So my recollection of that, just as a comparison point, uh, you were very, very anti Ultimate Warrior. I think you called him a pussy at least twice. <laughs> um, there was. The uh, test of strength where the two guys were, were uh, comparing knuckles. They were like latched onto each other. There was a, a prolonged bear hug. Uh, so those are just some of the things. So, I mean, this the ending of this match was was better. I thought there okay. was a, a better vibe in the. Sure. I mean, and, and sometimes with a, with a good wrestling match, a good ending is all you need. Sometimes a good ending is enough to like have you feel like, oh, okay, that was a decent match. And like it almost makes you forget about the other things that happened, like. See back to episode, I believe, 21, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ultimate Warrior, where the ending with Miss Elizabeth and they came together, like, you totally forgot that there even was a fucking match because the ending was so good. This was probably not to that level. It's like summer 2025. Let me take a look. 25, you said? It's 20 to 25. Like <laughs> that's, a, that's a wide... We only have 29 I, matches. I don't even know where to fucking put it. Like, I, I just... Oh, Ryan. Okay. So 20, so 20 to 25. So this, you really took what I fucking said real literally, huh? It is in the middle of the goddamn Hulks. Okay. So, so episode 20 is Hulk versus Macho Man. Great commentary. You love that fucking commentary. The reason you ranked it. hmm? I'd probably put it behind this. Okay. Shield versus Wyatt. So that's the brothers, the SWAT team brothers versus the Bayou Colt. That was a good match. It was, it was it was a great match. Okay, so below that. Right, below that. Below that. Okay. Flair, uh, Rick Flair, who we saw here today, versus Terry Funk, the I quit match. So that was the one where both guys had to say I quit. They had the microphones in their mouth, and he's like, say it, say it, that sort of thing. There was a lot of wild brawling ringside. Rick uh, Flair isn't my favorite guy either. I've gotten that sense. No, no. Uh, this story arc, may you may not love it, uh, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Uh, so or, so was, that would be 22. So that's 22, and then 23 is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, our very first match that we ever watched, which was the introduction. Put him at 22. 22? Put him at 22, yeah. Okay, put, so put this is bumping Flair versus Funk down to 23? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, new 22. That's fair. Man, wasn't for that ending. This 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 might be last. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that is our ranking. We've got 30 fucking matches on this thing. You've watched 30 wrestling matches. It's fucking crazy. Pretty soon here, uh, I'm going to have to crunch some numbers and, and share some analytics. I don't know when exactly it's going to be happening, but I've been tracking different things like mm. decades, uh, uh, the company that the matches took place in, uh, who was the good guy, who was the bad guy. So I can even track like, hey, if a, if a bad guy wins the match, what's Ryan's winning percentage versus if a good guy wins? There so eventually go. I'm going to share that, um, but it'll probably be after our four-episode arc uh, to to kind of uh, go along here. But uh, I think it is that time. Where's my phone? All right. Uh, it's that time, Ryan. It's, it's how we end every episode where I impart a little bit of wisdom to both yourself, who's in desperate need of it, as well as, well as our listeners who, you know, are also in need, but maybe not quite as desperate. Um, today, actually, I just thought of this today and I hope that there's not anyone who actually needs this, 
But in the off chance there's somebody who is not already aware of this piece of information, I think that this is vital, crucial, that they be aware of moving forward. And I can think of no better way to finish out season one of Hardmark Podcast than by imparting this piece of wisdom to everybody. A removable shower head is the greatest $15 investment that you can make in your entire life. I can't, like, they are nice. They're the best. If you do not have a removable shower head, your butthole is probably disgusting. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Like, until, until I made the investment in that, I don't think that my asshole was ever fully clean. Why are you giving me a look like that, Ryan? Just kidding. Uh, okay, let's just be bros for a moment here. Uh, are you telling me that you don't take it out of the holster and like blast it up your butt to like make sure that it's really clean? I'm just saying there's other means of cleaning where it needs to be cleaned. Not as effectively, though. Like, okay, so... I'm not, like, what kind of, like, water pressure are you talking like? So, okay, <laughs> I will answer your question, but let me, let me, let me circle back to a thought that I had earlier today. So, I, I hadn't worked out in a little while, and, and often, more lately, it seems like my showers are, are tied in intrinsically with my workout habits. And so, if I work out less, I tend to shower less, and if I work out more, then I'm showering, you know, a lot more. Uh, I had not worked out for a couple days, and earlier today, as I'm getting all this stuff ready, um, I was working out, and as I was working out, I could smell my own butthole, and I could smell uh, my pit stink, and it smelled like turmeric and cumin and all these other spices, and I was convinced, I was like, this is going to be the goddamn day where Ryan shows up early. He's like, hey, I got off work early. I'm here, and then I was, I was convinced I was going to be sitting here talking to you, doing the podcast, smelling my own butthole the whole time. And so then, luckily, I finished my workout. You did not show up, to your credit. And, <laughs> and so I go upstairs and I shower. And then I, you know, I do my business with my removable shower head. And as I'm cleaning my butthole out, I'm like, oh, my God, this is... Why did it take? Because I didn't buy one until I was well into my twenties. Like I didn't have that. I just you know did what everybody does. You, you suds it up and you just kind of spread your butt cheeks with your hands and you just kind of haphazardly get some drizzle of water down there. But what I do now that I've made the investment, the proper investment, the right investment, is I put it on the most high intensity setting that you can get it. Uh -huh where it's just a concentrated <laughs> blast of water, and I just spritz that area. Because right, right. I'm a hairy guy, and so I need something with some force behind it to really just make sure, and occasionally you get some lint, some hair, little bits of poop, but then you know you're clean. You're probably right. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like I, Yeah, I've had one, and that's... Um, I, I think... Wait, no. do you not have one right now? No, I mean, No. I don't. I think I'm I, gonna need to, you to get out of that chair. What do you mean don't you don't worry, have one right now? Yeah, I, I think there's other means of like cleaning. Yeah, yeah like, doing what I said, where you pull your butt cheeks apart and you just let the drizzle of water go down. But that's not clean. That's not true. That's not clean. like really fair. Is a way of like that's not like what you're doing. How would you describe <laughs> it? A hard time like talking about these things. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why this is so uncomfortable. These are just bodily functions, right? Yeah, um, but no, it's like I the mean, cream pie thing all over again. We were all the the products of I, cream I pies, right? I make sure that I am clean wherever, whenever. There you go. Well, then it sounds like you are actually in need of this Eric's wisdom tree. Will you? Go? I fucking had one. I did have one. I get what you're saying. Why don't you have one now, Ryan? Because it came with our house. Why didn't you bring it from your house to your apartment? I think it was part of the shower. <laughs> part I, of the shower. I don't think I can. They, I don't they think I can unscrew. It. That's bullshit. That's I. That's I don't buy that for one moment. And the, it was like a side option. We had a side. Shower head or they're, side shower removal thing. Yeah. They're very cheap, Ryan. They're very they're like fifteen dollars legitimately. Fifteen, twenty dollars are very easy to install. There's Okay. Shower <laughs> I know Greta's not home to enjoy you. And so you're probably reluctant to really spritz yourself as thoroughly That's not what I'm saying. I told you <laughs> all the time I make sure that all of myself is clean. 
I'm just saying, I don't think you you have to utilize only this tool to do that. I'm saying I don't think you're as clean as you claim to be. <laughs> well, because I, I don't think you could. Do you have a bidet? No, Is that what you're getting no, at? I, no, no. But I, I would get one. I'd get. I think that's a great investment. <laughs> you can use mine. No, <laughs> I just. I don't know why. That's a whole other probably subject to talk about. But we should. That's be a on, different wisdom tree. We should tree. be fucking on that. So yeah, we're, that's a different wisdom tree. But okay. again, everybody, handheld removable shower head, best investment you can ever make in in your in your cleanliness in your hygiene in yourself you just you get refreshed it's better than a cup of coffee in the morning and it's better than a nice uh warm thing of milk at night so how long did you go without showering you said you haven't worked out in a couple of days <laughs> i was working on like three to four days fucking really i don't i'm not proud of it i'm not like i get I mean, it that's not the wisdom tree the wisdom tree isn't hey everybody don't shower for three or four days but, but like, that's why like you're fucking so disgusting like once yeah, you take a shower but when you when you get that disgusting that's when you really need to spritz the fuck out of your butthole i i just want to say i haven't gone three or four days out to and this is not a i get it you work from home like you do your own thing right uh quit bragging pal I, I get like sticky after like one day like so i can't go <laughs> like one day without showering you're like a little kid i remember i remember i had a neighbor who would come over and i would insist that he washed his hands before he touched any of my it's uh, fucking bad like it's, it's nintendo controller thing yeah no i'm like that kid like i <laughs> i get it i am fucking gross and i have to like make sure like i'm clean like well, I, I should I should have never cast aspersions on your cleanliness. Yeah. I do I do apologize, but nonetheless, if anyone's listening, you have Ryan as your secret Santa or white elephant or whatever it's called. It's fifteen dollars. Like it's probably like what a hundred dollar limit. That's pretty reasonable here in twenty twenty. I know it's a you know downturned economy, et cetera. But fifteen dollars, he's going to get a lifetime of enjoyment. His butthole will thank you. Greta will thank you. Those two things are not necessarily related. Anything else, Ryan, before we wrap up season one of Hardmark, episode 25? You to go. You probably should. I gave you pizza. I gave you beer. I gave you the best advice you're ever going to get in 2020, and you seem to be kind of ho-hum about Just it. wrap up 2020 on that. Now. Wrap it up 2020. Wipe up that butt with some blasts of water. Yeah. Why don't you? Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's it. I uh, appreciate your time today, everybody. And if you're not hard, get hard. And once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy and clean out that beehole. Choking in there was touching. 